بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد أن أم أن أم المؤمنين أم عبد الله عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من أحدث في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو رد رواه البخاري ومسلم وفي رواية للمسلم من عمل عمل ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد Al-Nawwi rahimullahu ta'ala mentioned regarding the fifth hadith in the compilation of narrations he has compiled <coughs> regarding the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam dealing with various affairs from the Jawami, from those comprehensive narrations, as the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, لَقَدْ بُعِثْتُ بِجَوَامِعِ الْكَلِمِ that I have been sent with the revelation from Allah to mention in small words or mention small words that have many and heavy meanings. From that is this hadith here and Aisha radiyallahu anha Umm al-Mu'mineen The mother of the believers Umm Abdullah Aisha radiyallahu anha She said that the messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa sallama He said Whoever introduces In our affair That which it is not from it It is rejected Man ahdatha, whoever introduces. And this is in Bukhari a Muslim. As for uh, the narration that's specifically for Imam Muslim, which is similar to this hadith, Man amila amala, whoever does an action that is not upon our affair, and he's not proofs from our affair, it's not from the sunnah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fahuarad Ayy mardood And it is rejected These are two terms Of this hadith That An-Nawi Rahimullah ta'ala He mentions The first is Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha Ma laysa minhu Fahuarad Whoever introduces A matter that is not from our affair Then it is rejected And then the second love term Man amila Amalan Laysa alayhi Amruna Fahuarad Who does Whoever does an action That is not from our affair Then it is rejected The first point that we're going to mention Regarding these two Narrations of Aisha Radiallahu anha Which have similar meanings But also they're different In many ways As inshallah Will soon be explained The first point Al-Nuqtatul Ula Manzilatul Hadith And that is the station of this hadith 
Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimullahu ta'ala He said, Hatha hadith Hatha al-hadith Ma'dudun min usul al-Islam Wa qa'idatun Min qawa'idihi He said, rahimahullahu ta'ala That this hadith Has been recognized As being from the fundamentals of al-Islam from the fundamentals of Al-Islam and a, pil- and a pillar and, and principle foundation from its foundations. It's considered a foundation from the foundations of Al-Islam. And he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, wa yasluh an yusamma nisfa adillati shara'. Wa yasluh an yusamma nisfu adillati shara'. He said that it is. Befitting and it's it's suitable that this narration be uh, called half of the legislative proofs and evidence of this deen. The proofs and evidences of this shara, this legislation, this this hadith is befitting that is considered nis half of it, and this is further explained by. Al-Alama, Al-Imam, Abdurrahman Al-Sa'idi, Rahimullah Ta'ala. He said, regarding this hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, and the first narration, the hadith of Umar ibn Khattab, radiallahu anhu, إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مَا نَوَى That very actions are by intentions, and for every individual is that which he attended. Or intended rather. Naam, he said regarding these two narrations, Hadanil Hadithan Al Adiman Yadhulufihima Dini Kul Yadhulufihima Adin Kul Usulihi Wafuruihi. ظاهره وباطنه فحديث عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه إنما الأعمال بالنيات ميزان للأعمال الباطنة وحديث عائشة ميزان للأعمال الظاهرة ففيهما الإخلاص للمعبود والمتابعة للرسول اللذان هما شرط لكل قول he said, Rahimullah, and this explains the statement of Ibn Hajar that this hadith of Aisha عنها, is half of the proofs and evidences uh, found within the religion. And uh, he said that الحديث, and these two amazing lofty narrations, the hadith of Umar and the hadith, this hadith here of Aisha يدخل فيهما الدين كله يدخل فيهما الدين كله وصوله وفروعه ظاهره وباطنه نعم that all of the religion all of these two narrations the deen revolves around it its fundamentals its branches that which is apparent the actions that are apparent from the limbs and those actions and so forth that are within نعم so therefore he explains he says the hadith of Umar 
invariably actions are by intentions that this is where you measure the actions that are within and the intentions that are in the heart and the hadith of Aisha anha this one here man amila amala laysa alayhi amrun fa huwa rad man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fa huwa rad mizanun lil a'mal adh-dhahira is how you measure the actions that are apparent and in the limbs so therefore fihima al-ikhlas lil ma'bud so in it these two narrations is sincerity for the one that is deserves to be worshiped alone and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's in the ma'mal bin niyat wal mataba'a Rasul and following the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this is pertaining to the hadith of Aisha following and not innovating. And these two are the two conditions for every statement and action. That which is apparent and that which is concealed or hidden within. So now this hadith is dealing with the outward affairs of the deen. And the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha is dealing with the inward affairs of the deen. So therefore, the statement of Hafiz, Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Askalani rahimahullah ta'ala, yasluh and yusamma nisfu adillati shar' that it is befitting that is considered and called half of uh, the proofs and evidences you find in the religion. This is befitting because the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha deals with those affairs that are apparent from the limbs. And the hadith of uh, uh, Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu deals with the affairs that are within. Now, point number two. Point number two is the tarjima of Aisha radiyallahu anha. Let's, let's look at the, the biography of this amazing Sahabiya companion wife of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Aisha she is a Siddiqah bint of Siddiq the one who believed in the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she is a daughter of a Siddiq the one that was quick to to believe and that's Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu Umm al-Mu'mineen she's She's the mother of the mother of the believers, the daughter of Abu Bakr, and she was from Min Ahab Nisa, Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, was beloved of the wives of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam after Khadija radiyallahu According to some of the ulama, that that the most beloved was Khadija, and some say that the most beloved was Aisha radiyallahu anha, and she was the only virgin. That the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam married. And she was somebody who used to fast. She was an Abidah. She used to fast uh, continuously. She used to fast regularly rather. She used to fast regularly. And she was somebody of zuhud and abstinence. And she was somebody who was not attached to the dunya. She was somebody who had fiqh. She's Aisha radiallahu anha. She was somebody who had knowledge and understanding. Wa hifla fasaha. She was eloquent in her speech and she had memory, good memory and memorized a lot of the sunnah of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So much so that Al-Dhahabi, he said, Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi, rahimullah, he said regarding Aisha radiallahu anha, Hiya afqahin nisa'il ummati ala al-itlaq. 
and she is the most knowledgeable woman she's the most knowledgeable woman of this ummah there is no one more knowledgeable in this ummah from the women than Aisha radiyallahu anha and likewise Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu sahabiyun jaleel he said ma ashkala alayna hadithun qat fa'sa'alna anhu Aisha radiyallahu anha illa wajadna indaha minhu ilma that we have never had an, a hadith, a narration that was an issue for us to understand except that we asked Aisha and she had an answer she had an answer we found that she had knowledge regarding that affair. And Az-Zuhri, rahimullah ta'ala, he said, لو جمع أو جمع علم عائشة رضي الله عنها إلى علم جميع أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وجميع علم النساء كان علم عائشة أكثر. If you were to gather the knowledge of Aisha radiallahu anha and the knowledge of all of the wives of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and you were to gather all of the knowledge of the women, the knowledge of Aisha would be more. She was a scholar of Al Islam, scholar of the Sahaba, a teacher of uh, some uh, some of the Sahaba, and she was from the Mukthirin. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam riwayatan. She was from those who narrated plentifully from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She narrated 2,210 narrations. She narrated 2,210 narrations of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she, Umm al-Mu'mineen, Umm um, Abdullah, Aisha radiallahu anha, she died in Medina. She died in Medina and um, she was 85, uh, uh, she was 66 years old. She was 66 years old. Aisha radiallahu anha was 66 uh, years old when she died. And she died in the year 85 after the migration. Of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, she was sixty-six, and she died in the year the eighty-fifth year of the Hijrah of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Radiyallahu an Aisha bint al-Siddiq. Amin. Now, point number three. <coughs> point number three, we're going to deal with some of the wordings of this hadith. The first uh, wording is man ahdatha who, who introduces shay'an lam yakun. Now that's the first term of this hadith man ahdatha shay'an lam yakun. And that is introducing something that was not there before. So the first narration is dealing with introducing something that was not there before. Fi amrina in our affair fi dinina wa shari'atina in our legislation, the legislation of Islam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Al-Yawm akmaltu lakum deenakum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati, wa raditu lakum al-Islam adina. Completed your religion, perfected your religion, and completed my favours upon you, and have and pleased as Islam as a religion for you. This is our affair. 
في أمرنا إن أوفاء الدين في الإسلام ما ليس منه that which is not from in a أي ما لم يشرعه الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم that which is not from it is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has not legislated فهو الرد and it is rejected and this is rad بمعنى مفعول رد بمعنى مفعول يعني مردود it is rejected حتى وإن صدر عن الإخلاص even if he is sincere or claims to be sincere the person who innovates in the deen of Allah it is rejected وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ they have not been legislated or they have not been commanded except to worship Allah مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ except to worship Allah sincerely for his religion except to worship Allah sincerely for his religion it has to be upon his religion that action of ibadah has to be upon his religion has to be for Allah for his religion has to be according to the legislation of al-Islam so it's not sufficient that one is mukhlis or claims to be sincere rather his actions and his ibadah has to be according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Whoever seeks from Islam or seeks a religion يعني a way of religiosity a way of religiosity a, a way to practice the religion other than Islam other than the way of Islam then it is rejected means from in the hereafter from the losers. So any aqidah or any ibadah, worship or any action that one does to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is not from the legislation of Al Islam Amruna Amrina Dinina Shariatina Sunnati Rasulillahi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam It is rejected Mardud Has to be from Islam Wal Islam Huwa al Sunnah Wa Sunnah Hiya al Islam Wa Sunnah Hiya al Islam Wa Islam Huwa Sunnah There is no Separating the Sunnah from Islam So the one who Does an action that is not from the Sunnah It is and it is not accepted from him. It is rejected. And regarding this two narrations, you can say that this is point number four. Point number four. Regarding these two narrations, Barakalafikum. Man Amila, the first narration. Whoever does an action in our affair, or whoever introduces an action in our in this religion that is not from it, then it is rejected. Whoever introduces, so in this is a refutation against those who start up something new in the deen, innovate anything, innovate aqidah 
innovate like the Jahmiya or innovate Aqidah like the Murji'a or innovate in Aqidah like the uh, Barlawiyah, Sufiya, innovate in Aqidah like the Khawarij, innovate in Aqidah like the Maturidiyah, uh, the Qulabiya, these groups who innovate and innovated and introduces new uh, uh, ideologies uh, regarding the creed, it is rejected. Man ahdatha. And in the second narration, man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fawarad, whoever does an action that is not from afed and is rejected, this is not an individual who has introduced a newly invented matter, but rather he has followed. So in this hadith, it refutes the ones that follow innovation, and the first wording in the hadith refutes the one who initiates an innovation. So therefore, the combination of these two terms in this narration of Aisha is very important. And that is that the first one refutes those who starts, the one that in innovates, introduces a newly invented matter. And the second, like the Jahmiya, for example. And the second one is those, is a refutation on anyone who follows the Jahmiya. Now, their actions are rejected as well. The one who initiated, the, the initiation of Tablighi Jama'ah is rejected. And the one who follows Tablighi Jama'ah is rejected. The one who initiates the Da'u de Khwan is rejected. And the one who follows the Da'u of the Ikhwan is rejected. The one who initiated the Da'u of the Khawarij is rejected. The one who follows or the actions of the ones who follows the Khawarij is rejected and so forth. That is the understanding of these two terms in this amazing hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. And Shaykh al-Bani, he also mentions a nice little benefit Rahimullah ta'ala, he said, وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ قَائِدَةٌ عَظِيمًا مِنْ قَائِدِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَهُوَ مِنْ جَوَامِئِ الْكَلِمِهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَإِنَّهُ صَرِيْهٌ فِي رَدِّ وَإِبْطَالِ كُلِّ الْبِدْعِ وَالْمُحْدَثَاتِ He says, Rahimullah, that this amazing hadith is a foundation, great foundation from the foundations of Al-Islam, and it is a comprehensive hadith from the statements of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is clear. فَإِنَّهُ صَرِيحٌ فَإِنَّهُ صَرِيحٌ It is clear. It is clear in the refutation and nullifying all innovation. All innovation and all newly invented matters. And that is how he has, we've explained it previously. So it deals with the person who innovates, introduces the bidah, and it refutes the person who follows, and it refutes the person who follows. The <coughs> the barakalafikum. The fourth, fifth benefit that we can take from this hadith is that in this hadith, barakalafikum is a condition from the conditions of the acceptance of a deed. And as we know, the conditions of an acceptance of a deed is al-ikhlas, but it has to be sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second one uh, condition is al-mutaba'ah, and that it has to be in according to the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is an important affair regarding this, in that this hadith 
it proves the rejection of anything that is in opposition to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which in that is in reinforcing the importance of al-mutaba'ah, which is reinforcing the importance of complying to the Rasul, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, complying to the legislation that which Allah subhanahu wa taala revealed from His mercy. From his mercy to mankind. We have not sent you except as a mercy for all of the world. So this sunnah of Rasulullah is rahmah. It's a mercy from Allah and it's upon us to be shakirin. It's upon us to be grateful, which is why in this hadith is reinforcing the affair that the one who introduces. In this religion, that which is not from it, or the one who acts or does an action in this religion that is not from it, then it is rejected for all parties. Because from the conditions of acceptance of a deed is al-mutaba'ah, is that it must be according to the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. The fifth benefit that we're going to take from this hadith, ya ikhwatil kiram, or should we say the fifth point of this hadith, is general benefits, numerated benefits that we can take from this hadith. Benefit number one, tahrimu ihdathu shayfiddin, walaw and husni qast, and that is the prohibition of innovating anything in this religion, even if the individual claims to have good intentions. Even if an individual claims to have good intentions. Point number two, or benefit number two, and that is that this hadith brings to our attention that al mutaba'a la tatahaqqaq, that complying to the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, is not established illa idha kan al alam al al amal muwafiqan li sharia. It has to be in accordance to the Sharia, otherwise it's not accepted. And it has to be in accordance to the legislation in six affairs. I repeat, the action of the individual has to be in accordance to the Sunnah and the legislation. And it is not in and, and it has to be according to the Sunnah and the legislation in six affairs. Number one, Sababuhu. The reason for doing that action or the cause of that action وَجِنْسُهُ hmm? The category of that action وَقَدْرُهُ Number three The amount of that action وَكَيْفِيَتُهُ Number four How to do that action وَزَمَنُهُ Number five The time in which that action is done the period in which that action is done number six the place that that action is done as for the first one that is that the, the, the action has to be muafiqan it has to be according to the legislation in its reasons that it's been done and that is for example an individual yusalli rakataini kullama dakhala baytihi or baytahu. And as an individual, 
Huh? Every time he comes home from his trip or work or whatever, he comes home and he prays two rakat. So it becomes uh, an action of his that when he comes home, he does two rakats. And this is a bid'ah. This is rejected in that the reasons for him doing that two rakat is because he has come home. And that reason is not mentioned in the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The salah fi asliha mashru'ah. The as-salah is known to be legislated, no doubt. But as the individual lemma karanaha bi sababin, lem yakun sababan shar'iyan sarat marduda. But now the individual has connected his salah with a reason for doing that salah. So therefore it is that reason is not in accordance to the legislation, so therefore it's rejected. As for the second one we meant that we mentioned, and yakun amlu muwafaqan di shariati fi jins. And that is that uh, the person, he, his action has to be according to the legislation as it relates to the category, the category of choice in that worship. What does that mean? And that is that, for example, if an individual, if somebody wanted to do in Eid Adha, slaughtering, or in Hajj, slaughtering, and he chooses a category of of a beast to be a horse so he slaughters a horse he slaughters a horse now this is a jinz that that is not according to the sharia this is a category that has been chosen to do this act of worship that is not according to the legislation of rasulullah because it has to be from behemoth al-an'am it has to be from the cattle it has to be from a cattle like al-ibal like uh, a camel or al-baqar or a cow, or a ghanam, or a sheep. These are the behemoth al-an'am. These are those categories of animals that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated that it must, the slaughtering must occur. So if the individual slaughters the horse in the place of these ones that Allah has legislated, he has therefore innovated and he's done an action that is marduda and is rejected because of the jinns. Because of the category he has chosen regarding this for Eid Adha or for Hajj Nam. The third, and that is the, the, the action has to be in according to the legislation in its amount. And that is like an individual who does wudu five times, four or five times. He does. Wudu four or five times, and each part of the body four or five times, claim that that is from the legislation of Rasulullah sallallahu And we know the Messenger sallallahu he done it three times maximum. And he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Man zada ala dhalika faqad asaa wa taadda wa dhalam." Whoever does more than that, yani more than three times, has done something bad and has transgressed the bounds, and has oppressed. So therefore, the individual who, in this qadr amount, has increased the amount of times that he does that wudu, area and areas and so forth, it is mardud. That extra that he has done is mardud. That extra that he has done is mardud, because it is not from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fi qadriha, in its amount. The fourth, barakallahu fikum, is al-kayfiyyah. And that is that the action has to be 
in accordance to the sunnah in its kafiya yani in the amount in the amount sorry in the how in the 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 way that something has been done the way that something has been done if it's not according to the sunnah then it is rejected and that is like for example an individual who prays he does salah and then he does uh, sujood before doing rukur and as we know the salah on how the way it should be done is that the rukur is done before the sujood the rukur is done before prostration bowing is done before prostration if the individual flips that and then he does the sujood first and then he does rukur then this is rejected then the salah is batil mardudah لأنها لم تكون موافقا لشريعة الله تعالى في كيفيتها and that is that he has not been in accordance to the way that that action has been done by the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم so therefore it's rejected the fifth is a zaman and that is that the, the, the period that a worship that the individual has that does has to be in accordance to the period in which that has been legislated. An example of this, for example, an individual he prays qabla yusalli al-dhuhr qabla dukhuliha or dukhuli waqtiha, and that is that individual he prays dhuhr before the timing of dhuhr has come. When individual says, "I've got work early in the morning, let me pray fajr before I sleep." At night, the fajr for the next day before I sleep at night, so I can have a long sleep. This is mardud, because the zaman fi ghairi ma haddadahu ash-shara, because the time period that the individual has prayed that salatul fajr or prayed prayed that salatul dhuhr is before the prescribed specific timeline that has been mentioned by the legislation. So it is mardud. The sixth and final one is al-makan, and that is that the worship that an individual does has to be according in has to be according to the sunnah as it relates to the place in which it is done. Like for example, the person who does tawaf in Pakistan, or the person who does do tawaf in Nigeria, or the person who decides to do tawaf in uh, Europe, or the individual who does itikaf at school, or the person who does itikaf in the market or a person does itikaf in his car and he says this is itikaf in the last 10 days of ramadan this is mardud this is rejected because lam yuwafiq al-shar fi makan al-itikaf he did not agree with the legislation as it relates to the place of doing itikaf he did not agree with the legislation regarding the place of doing tawaf he did not agree with the legislation in the place filmakan for who mardud. So therefore it is rejected, not accepted. Because he does an action that is not from our affair. It's not from the legislation, not from the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The benefit benefit number three that we can take from this hadith is that this hadith is a proof that the asal fil ash al-tahrim. 
that for an action that an individual the asuf asuf fil ibada fi sharh at tahrim illa idha jaa or idha jaat adillah and that is or jaa dalil and that is that the origin of worship on action in the deen is that you're not allowed to do that action this is the origin you're not allowed to do that action until that there is proof until there is dalil until there is proof for that action because of this hadith of Aisha radiyallahu anha man amila amila laysa alayhi amruna fa huwa rad whoever does an action that is not from our affair then it is rejected so therefore this is the un, this is the fundamental and this means for example an individual and this take this as a proof ya ikhwatil kiram fil aqida an individual says you what's the proof that i am wrong or what is the proof that i can't do this what is the proof that i can't do that then you say, Man amila amilan, laysa alayhi amruna fuhurad. Say that because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, whoever does an action that is not from our affair, then it's rejected. And he says to you, bring me proof that this specific action is not allowed. And you say to them, that the origin of any action, my friend, that you should do, that you want to do, is, it is impermissible until you bring proof. So you have to bring proof. You have to bring proof that this is from the deen of Islam. Otherwise, I'm sticking to the asl. I'm sticking to the fundamentals and the origin and that it is not allowed to do this action of ibadah or this action that is ascribed to the deen until you bring the lead, until you bring proof. But as for the affairs of the dunya, affairs of the dunya like cars, affairs of the dunya like spoons, Affairs of the dunya like pens, affairs of the dunya like pencils, affairs of the dunya like houses, affairs of the dunya like ships, affairs of the dunya like planes, affairs of the dunya like buses, affairs of the dunya like trains. The asal of it is halal. The fundamentals of it is that it's permissible. Illa idha jaa ad-dalil. Except if there comes a proof ala tahrimihi. That will show it is impermissible. An example of this is drinking is halal. Drinking is halal and eating is halal. Naam. This is the origin. But eating pork is haram because we have a dalil to make that affair of the dunya haram. And drinking is halal. But drinking alcohol is haram because we have dalil to show the impermissibility of that action of the dunya. Naam. So this is the principle with the affairs of the dunya that has to be proved. Do we have proof to say that cars are haram? No, we don't. Do we have proof to say that ships are haram? No. Do we have proof to say uh, wearing uh, tight clothes outside is haram? Yes. Clothes is from the affairs of the dunya, so generally clothes is halal. But if that wearing of the clothes, there is a specific proof in the Quran and the Sunnah pertaining to its impermissibility, then that affair of the dunya becomes haram. Taken from the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who alladhi khalaqa lakum ma fil ardi jami'a thumma stawa ila sama. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He is the one who has created for you in the ard. He is the one who has created for you in the ard, all of the world. He's created it for you. Yani it's halal. Mafil ardi jami'an. All of that which is in the earth, the dunya, is halal for you. Meaning the origin is that it's halal. 
until there is a proof to show otherwise until there is a proof to show otherwise now so in this hadith ya khatil kiram there are many benefits that we could uh, extrapolate from this hadith and barakallahu fikum it's an amazing hadith hadith which shows the importance of sticking to the legislation of the deen whether it be in your actions or your aqidah or your creed or your statements nam if it is in opposition to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed, then it is rejected. <inaudible> Verily Allah does not accept except from except except from the muttaqeen. Allah does not accept except from the muttaqeen, except from those who are people of taqwa, and they're the people of ikhlas wa mutaba'ah. They are the people of sincerity, making the action sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are the people of compliance to the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says, and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man amila amala laysa alayhi amruna fahuwa rad, man ahdatha fi amrina ma laysa minhu fahuwa rad. Whoever does an action that is not from our affair is rejected. Whoever introduces a newly invented matter in our affair, then it is rejected. All of that goes in accordance to the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That verily Allah only accepts from the muttaqeen. The muttaqeen, the people of taqwa, and the people of taqwa are the people of the sunnah. The people of taqwa the people of Sunnah and this is my straight path then follow it and don't follow other paths because it will lead you away from his path this I admonish you and command you with in order for you to attain taqwa so the people who follow the path of Allah in the ikhlas, follow the path of Allah in the mutaba'ah, they are from the people of the sunnah. In Allah ma'alladheena taqaw walladheena hum muhsineen. They are from the people of taqwa. Verily Allah is with those who do, uh, who have taqwa, against the, with those who have taqwa and those who do good. Yani those who are sincere and those who follow the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam not introducing innovation or acting acts of innovation in the deen of allah so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you meet nas allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you meet in ala al-islami wa sunnah we ask allah to make us die upon al-islam and make us die upon this sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi وسلم آمين فنشكر الإخوة I thank my dear brothers for their patience so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq آمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته